Hello, word nerds. Welcome to this today's episode, podcast episode, dictionary thing called, yeah. Uh, happy Valentine's Day, if that's something that you choose to celebrate, uh, whether or not you have somebody or some people special in your life. I have mixed feelings about this holiday because I think it's just sort of an excuse uh, to get people to go buy stuff and do things like that. Obviously, you should make a point to tell your special person or yourself or whoever uh, how much you love them and everything, but I think you should also be doing that more regularly than just this one day a year. Uh, you know, so it's a it's a funny day. Um, but I guess... I should say, hey, Sharon, I love you. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, I do like that on Parks and Rec, they started Galentine's Day. I think that's a great idea. And um, and if you're alone on Valentine's Day, don't feel bad. Go do something fun. Do something for yourself. Go do a mingling thing. Go to a museum. Go do nothing. Like sleep. I don't know. Just do something that makes you happy. Um if you want to wallow in your loneliness, that's fine. But also, you should probably be comfortable in yourself uh, and being by yourself. Uh, but if you just got out of a relationship, that's, you know, go ahead and mourn. That sucks. Uh, if you really, really want a relationship, I guess then go see if you can find one. But just make yourself happy. Just be happy. That's all I want. All right, the first word for this episode is ballpark. B-A-L-L-P-A-R-K. Did I say that fast enough? Uh, it is one word. It is the first form. Uh, it's a noun from 1897. Number one, a park in which ball games, as baseball, are played. Number two, a range, as of prices or views, within which comparison or compromise is possible. There's a phrase, in the ballpark, and it means approximately correct. As in, my first guess wasn't even in the ballpark. Uh, uh, was it last night yet? No, two nights ago I went to dinner with some coworkers and uh, I was the only one who got carded. Um, even though two of them of the three were younger than me. And uh, so the, the waitress's guess on my age wasn't even in the ballpark because I'm way older than 21. Okay, now we have the second form of ballpark. It is an adjective from 1964. Approximately correct, roughly estimated, as in a ballpark price, also as in a ballpark figure. It is from the phrase in the ballpark. Now we have ball-peen hammer. Uh, there's a hyphen in between ball and peen. It is a noun from circa 1876, a hammer having a hemispherical peen at one end on of its head. I don't know what the word peen means, though. It's just a, a thing that's that. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. Um, I thought I had something to say. Oh, I think they mentioned ball peen hammers in Weird Al's song, The Hardware Store. Maybe. Yes. Possibly. When they're doing a promotional stunt, there's a great big purple sign out front that says every 27 customer will get a ball peen hammer free. Next, we have ball player. It is all one word. It is a noun from 1619. A person who plays ball, especially a baseball player. Next is ballpoint. It's a noun from 1953. A pen having as the writing point a small rotating metal ball that inks itself by contact with an inner magazine. What magazine is inside? Uh, 
Um, I don't know. I can, I, yeah. Next is ballroom. It is a noun from 1736, a large room used for dances. Next, we have ballroom dance, two words. It's a noun from 1927, any of various usually social dances as the tango, two-step, and waltz in which couples perform set moves. Ballroom dancer is a noun, and ballroom dancing is also a noun. Next, we have balls out. Uh, There is a hyphen. It is an adjective from circa 1945. Number one and number two are both often vulgar, uh, but for number one, we have the synonyms all out and full out. And for number two, boldly aggressive or competitive. Next, we have balls up. There is a hyphen. It is a noun from 1900. It is British and sometimes vulgar. And the synonym is foul up. So like you messed up, you screwed up. Next, we have ballsy. It is an adjective from 1935. And it's sometimes vulgar. Aggressively bold. Gutsy and nervy are synonyms. Ballsiness is a noun. And, uh, you know, it's no surprise that uh, during these couple of episodes, a few episodes with the word ball, we are going to see things that say vulgar. Uh, All right, next we have ball up. It is a verb from 1884. The transitive definition is to make a mess of. Synonyms are confuse and muddle. And the intransitive definition is to become badly muddled or confused. Next, we have ball valve, two separate words. It's a noun from 1839, a valve in which a ball regulates the aperture, especially by its rise and fall due to fluid pressure, a spring, or its own weight. Next, we have bally, B-A-L-L-Y. It is an adjective or an adverb from 1885. It is British, and it means used as an intensive Bali. Uh, the, uh, the etymology says it is a euphemism for the word bloody, uh, which is also an adjective or adverb. Uh, I'm trying to think if I've heard them say Bali. I'm sure I have. I just didn't really realize it. I hear bloody a lot. Um, and if this, um, if you are listening to this in the UK, um, I, would, I, I would have to bleep myself out by saying bloody, uh, but I'm not. Next, we have ball yard. It is a noun from 1927, and we have the number one definition for ballpark. Next is ballyhoo. It is a noun from 1901. Number one, a noisy, attention-getting demonstration or talk. Number two, flamboyant, exaggerated, or sensational promotion or publicity. Number three, excited commotion. Ballyhoo is also a transitive verb. And now we have ballyrag. It is a variation of the synonym bullyrag with a U. Next we have balm, B-A-L-M. It is a noun from the 13th century. One, a balsamic resin, especially one from small tropical evergreen tree. Uh, the scientific name, the genus is Comifora of the family Berseraceae. Number two, an aromatic preparation as a healing ointment. Number three, any of several aromatic plants of the mint family, especially the synonym lemon balm. Number four, a spicy 
aromatic odor. Number five, a soothing restorative agency. I feel like I need a balm on my lips uh, because they're very dry here in winter. I need a lip balm. Next, we have balmacan or yeah, something like that. B-A-L-M-A-C-A-A-N. It is a noun from 1919, a loose single-breasted overcoat, usually having raglan sleeves and a short turnover collar. This is from Balmacan, which is an estate near Inverness, Scotland. So let's see if we can find a picture of this overcoat. Next, we have Balm of Gilead, or Gilead. Uh, It is a... Doesn't tell me what it is, but I can tell you it's from 1629. One, an agency that soothes, relieves, or heals. Number two, a small evergreen African and Asian tree uh, with aromatic leaves. Also, a fragrant oleoresin from this tree. The scientific name, there's a few, uh, Comifora opobalsamum, um, also Comifora mecanensis which is of the family Berseraceae. Uh, okay, number three, any of several poplars having resinous buds as 3A, a hybrid North American tree with broadly cordate leaves that are pubescent, especially on the underside. And the scientific name for that is Populus gileadi, gileadin, yeah, let's try it again, gileadensis. And then 3B, we have the synonym balsam poplar. This is from Gilead, which is a region of ancient Palestine known for its balm. Um, And then, of course, in The Handmaid's Tale, they changed uh, the name of the U.S. to Gilead, or at least a part of the U.S. I was very confused on the, the geography of that whole thing. Next, we have Balmoral. It is a noun from 1859. One, a laced boot or shoe. Uh, Okay, number two is often capitalized. A round flat cap with a top projecting all around. I'm sure I've seen what that cap looks like, but I can't think of what it is, so I gotta go find a picture. This is from Balmoral Castle in Scotland. Next, we have Balmy or Balmy. Um, you can you can pronounce the L or you cannot pronounce the L. That is totally up to you. You choose how you want to live your life. But it is spelled B-A-L-M-Y. It is an adjective from the 15th century. 1A, having the qualities of balm. Synonym is soothing. 1B, we have the number three definition for the word mild, as in balmy weather. Number two, Synonyms are crazy and foolish. Balmily, uh, or balmily, is an adverb, and balminess, balminess, yeah, is a noun. And let's see, next we have balneology, B-A-L-N-E-O-L-O-G-Y, balneology. It is a noun um, from circa 1879. The science of the therapeutic use of baths. How do you get into the science of the therapeutic use of baths? Is that something like some eight-year-old is like, oh man, I love baths so much and they're so therapeutic. I want to go learn all about the science of the therapeutic use of baths. Where do I go to college? Balmiana the GD Bay College. I don't know. Uh, So this is from the Latin balneum, which means bath. 
And there's more at the word baño, which we read a little bit ago. I think it means bath. Um, I just listened to that episode this morning. Um, yeah, it's uh, Italian, which it means public baths. Uh, next, we have balocci. Capital B O L no capital B A L O C H I. It is a variation of baluchi with a U instead of the O. Next we have our last word of the episode. It is the word baloney, B A L O N E Y. It is the first form. It is a variation of the word. You, you can pronounce this how you want to. I'm assuming both are correct. Baloney or bologna, bologna. Uh, lots of ways to say that word. Um, and that was it. And of course, I have to play a clip of Weird Al's song, My, but well, how does he pronounce My Bologna? Yeah, My Bologna, um, which was really the song that got him known for the first time. And here is a clip. Thank you, Weird Al, for bringing such humor and joy to our lives uh, now we have to pick a word for this episode. That was the second Weird Al reference in this episode, I just realized. Um, what do we want to choose? Uh, lots of, lots of fun ones, lots of ball words. Um, but I'm going to pick balneology as the word of the episode because I think it's fascinating that this science actually exists. If you are a balneologist, please contact me. All the uh, contact info is in the episode description. Uh, So again, happy Valentine's Day, if that's something that you celebrate. If not, happy 14th day of the second month. And um, that is it. Thank you for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer reading the dictionary. Goodbye.